Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Oh my gosh, my list is awful. And on today's episode, we talk about the best fours in a franchise. Spoilers alert, everyone. It's terrible. Fours are usually bad movies, I have learned. Yeah, uh, four is a weird number. It's the loneliest number. (laughs) Okay, so like four is a weird number in a franchise because three is a trilogy. You're talking about beginning, middle, and end. You're good. You're four. Or, or three, sorry. Four is like you're starting either a new trilogy or you're just trying to make money or maybe it's a saga now. I don't really know what four is. Four is weird. Yeah, because like they're like, I'm going to say something. I think that there are fours. It, like you were saying, it's either the beginning of a new trilogy. Like, I, am, I might be telegraphing, but I'm just going to... We're going to telegraph. I don't know what's on your list. But, like, a four is like doing something like The Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. It's the new thing. Or a four is like you've made too many Fast and Furious films. And so we just got to make more. Yeah. <laughs> or it could also be something as similar to, like, a Harry Potter, where the four is just one more uh-huh. in the franchise. Or it's a horror movie franchise. And it's just one more in the franchise. <laughs> or a four is something along the lines of a part two to a trilogy. So like they split the last story into a part one and a part two. Mockingjay, Breaking Dawn. Crap. Breaking Dawn part two is five. Is it? Yeah. My list. So it's breaking down part. Wait, how is it five? Twilight. So hold up fingers. Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, breaking down part one. Oh, okay. Down part- Josh, you can't forget I that forgot, eclipse. I forgot New Moon. <laughs> you forgot New Moon. <laughs> I remember Eclipse, but I forget that. New Moon is. So I, I'm gonna. I will speak for the trees. <laughs> uh huh. I okay. have read the Twilight series. Yes. Okay. And New Moon is the worst book of them. And when I read the Twilight series as a middle schooler... That seems appropriate. I liked them. Yeah. And thought, it'd be worse. But the second one almost drove me off the edge. But I read them in secret. I never read them in public like everyone else. Okay, did you watch the movies? Yes. Rank them. Part, breaking down part two. It's one. Eclipse. Two. Uh, probably breaking down part one, but Three. nothing really happens in that. Great, perfect, uh-huh. And nothing happens. So you're like the back half of that franchise where it gets going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, they had money. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably Twilight, then New Moon. Oh, okay. Worst book, worst movie. Yeah. It's, okay. it's. Isn't I that... agree that breaking down part one, nothing happens, but like, new moon, nothing happens. <laughs> Is that like Jacob? Isn't that where he comes in? Yeah. because the werewolf boys? Well, yeah, because see, there's an incident with Jasper, who's the youngest of the vampires. Okay, like, great. Thank you. I needed this context. And like, they're celebrating probably Bella's birthday, I'm pretty sure, because he writes a song for her. It's very romantic. And, <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And, like, because Bella's clumsy, she, like, cuts her, she, like, breaks a glass and cuts her hand on it, which then produces blood. And so Jasper, who's, like, a hungry boy, smells the blood and gets a little bit crazy. And then Edward's like, oh, no, I'm putting her in danger. And so then he uproots the entire pulling clan. I am bored by this plot summary. <laughs> like, I get, I'm with you. Oh, I'm only this, about 15 minutes into the movie. This sucks. <laughs> I'm with you. This is the inciting <laughs> incidents. No. And then, like, I don't know what happens here, but, like, this is great. She, like, whenever she does something mildly dangerous, she sees, like, a, like, Edward Cullen in astral form. Like, she imagines a projection of him. What the crap? And so he's telling her not to do these things, so she just, her stunts get bigger and this bigger, the and worst. then she just keeps risking her life. Ugh, and then, like, and then, and then, Jacob's a werewolf. Who's Anna Kendrick in all this? She's a friend. She's just a human friend that gets a less and less role as it continues. Aww. So what you're saying is that these movies get better as Ropat cares less and less? For the most part? 
I feel like he's cared the same the whole <laughs> way through. Josh, I don't know if you, uh, if if my descriptions of the pop figure that I bought were how helpful when we were playing a guessing game. But my statement stands that because I have these pop figures and someday I might meet a celebrity, I would want them to sign it. Uh-huh. Now, Robert Pattinson doesn't have very many, but I like Robert Pattinson a lot as a actor okay. nowadays. Uh-huh. And so my options are Edward Cullen Pop or Cedric Diggory. And I feel like he would sign one over the other. I feel like he'd sign that Cedric Diggory Pop too. <laughs> Not gonna lie. And so... <laughs> Alright. He's scared. And also, like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him in, like, interviews. But Robert Pattinson has an icy stare in a lot of those Twilight movies that I just figure, like, maybe he'll have it in real life and I'll turn to glass and shatter. Ooh. When I ask him to sign my Edward Cullen pop. There you go. I don't have a Christian Stewart one. Does she have more than the Twilight ones? Probably not. She probably doesn't have a personal shopper one, you're right. <laughs> no Clouds of Sils Maria pop? <laughs> no. They don't have the Olivier Osseos collection? No. What's happening to Alice? What's the movie? What's happening? Oh, uh, Still Alice. Still Alice. <laughs> pop. <sighs> no Adventureland pops? I think the one that has the best possibility is the Snow White and the Seven uh-huh. Dwarfs. The Huntsman? Yeah. Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> I feel like that would be the best thing, but I don't think she has one of those. Mm. Other okay, this is a dark horse shot that like they could come back as like a nostalgia line. Zathura pops. I don't think they will though. I, I said I was say it was a dark horse. It's a long shot. She might get one for Charlie's Angel. She might. Oh yeah, that's a thing that's coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer. I saw the trailer exists, and I was like, Naomi Scott, I'm more on board with this. She looks, Christian Stewart looks like she's doing something like, I don't know if it's good, but it is more fun than I've seen her do. Agreed. I'm excited for her to get another mainstream shot, because I think that what she's been doing in the indie film world has been really interesting. Though I may not love all of the films, I appreciate the choices. Oh, so you're saying, like, the Twilight performers may give a good performance outside of Twilight? Yes. Do you want me to cut that statement from you? I don't. It's fine. It's on the record. It's on the record. I mean, I don't... Those movies are bad, but... In every bad movie... Like, I don't think any performer or any artist ever sets out to make a bad movie. I don't think that's what anybody is wanting or trying to do. So, therefore, if something is terrible or even consistently terrible, I would just challenge the artist to make different choices or to find out what's not working and improve. And I feel like, in particular, the actors of the Twilight franchise, outside of maybe Taylor Lautner, have gone about trying to make better choices in movies. Somebody like an Anna Kendrick, I don't even really connect to that franchise because she was famous before and after that franchise. Whereas with Case 2 and Ropat, they definitely are be famous because of that franchise. So I think they have a harder hill to climb. And Taylor Lautner, the only thing I've ever seen him do outside of that franchise is Adam Sandler films. So... Wait, no, he had something... Where he played a spy, and the name of it is like abducted. Cool. cool. Let me, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna make <laughs> oh, sure. Did you get it right? Did I? Come make on, it? come on, Kylie. You did it. You got it right. You nailed it. You don't know that. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> oh, wrong! It's abduction. Oh, <laughs> so close, Kylie. So it's close. It's by John Singleton. It's. Is Halle Berry in that? No. Is there a Taylor Lautner Halle Berry movie? Oh, um... I feel like there's a Taylor Lautner Halle Berry movie that's like an action movie of oh some gosh, kind. Josh, Josh. I, I could be wrong. What? I don't even know what to look at. Are you thinking of the Adventures of Shark, Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Oh, yeah. There you go. No. Is um, he in that? Yes. Is he Shark Boy? No. Is he Lava Girl? Oh, yes. He's Sorry. He is Shark Boy. <laughs> 
I thought you were asking a ridiculous question, so I was just ignoring you. <laughs> All right, uh, tracers? No, she doesn't seem like she's in that. Hey, Josh, wait. Wait, Josh. Josh, yeah. do you remember a film? And there are ways to look this up, but I don't need to. Do you remember a film called Runners, starring Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake? Runner, runner. Runner, runner. Yeah. I've seen, I saw Runner, runner. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a vague poker movie, so I was like, sure, I'll watch this. Also, JT. Also, uh... Josh, wait, no. I just remember watching okay, the trailer. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I didn't think it was a real film. Okay. Alright, what's up? Um, okay, I looked up Taylor Lautner and Halle Berry, and I'm not seeing anything other than they both got slimed at the 2012 Kids' Choice Oh, Awards. the action film! Yes. It was like yeah. Double Dare! <laughs> yeah. Um, can I tell you the saddest news of my week? What, Halle Berry, Berry gets her own movie? Nope. Okay. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Trolls 2? Nope. Because Trolls 2 makes me a little sad. Uh, it comes out on my birthday next year. It's like something about it that I just I don't know like I'm tired of rock and roll being the enemy but I think we're gonna find out that rock and roll is not the enemy is the point of that film so no I worries I think it will I think in the end I rock think and we're roll gonna find out that rock and roll is misunderstood <laughs> that's what we're gonna find out I know how that movie goes also my niece looked at me and she's like that movie comes out on your birthday you're so lucky uh Justin Timberlake is an anti-vaxxer and I'm really sad about it because I don't oh I don't I don't want people that I like to be dumb and then he's dumb it's hurting the universe can somebody close to Justin Timberlake please let him know that that's a terrible choice and that he needs to vaccinate his children like from what I read it's actually Jessica Biel that's the anti-vaxxer but he's just like going along with it listen I don't let Donnie Wahlberg off the the hook I'm not going to let Justin off the hook! Good. I just, like, now we have to be like Justin Timberlake, anti-vaxxer. This is painful, Kylie. Okay. Alright, well... What, what, should, what can I do to help you? Maybe think of an inquiry of the Hat Squared Fortnite for this episode. Oh, okay. Hey, Josh. Yeah. If you could take away any fourth film in a franchise... I'm glad we had the same thought. Which one? Now, there are two sides to the coin. Okay. There are two sides, so we can go two paths. Okay. There might be more, but two roads divide okay. in a yellow wood. Do you know... Okay, so a lot of people take that as such a positive poem. Uh-huh. I don't. Okay. Because, like... The beauty of poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because, like, before that, he talks about, like, how everything... Because everyone just know, remembers that last one, right? Yeah. But, like, before that, he's like, melancholy, melancholy, melancholy. And so it makes it sound like his choice was bad. Is how I always interpret it. But ever, it's like like an inspirational tattoo. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe okay. not, friends. Anyway, yeah. so two roads diverge okay. in the yellow wood. And we're gonna... We, we gotta choose which one. Okay, so there's two ways to look at this. Does the franchise play out the same, or does it change okay. based on the fourth film being removed? Now, now that might mean that some of the things have to change a little bit in order to get things to line up. Am I... Am I removing? You know what you know now. Or can I remake? Oh, you can remake it. Okay, I know what I'm doing then. Alright, I'm gonna fix The Phantom Menace. Okay, great. Okay, this is actually a good thing to talk about here because... Is uh, Phantom Menace on your list? No, Phantom Menace is okay, not here. Good, I didn't want to telegraph. Um, it's a good thing to talk about just in the sense of, I think some people may be thinking, oh, if we're talking about best fourth films, are we are we considering Phantom Menace as the fourth film of that franchise, or are we considering A New Hope as the fourth film of that franchise? Because a lot of the lists that I were was looking through considered A New Hope as there because it's episode four, I think mostly because they wanted content. And they wanted to talk about films that were not trash for a little bit. However, Kylie has her hand up because... As we saw with Mr. Burnett. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter how it works in... <laughs> Whoa, it's the opposite of what happened to him. It doesn't matter how it happens in their timeline. It's our timeline exactly. that matters. Yes. So, we consider on our podcast The Phantom Menace is the fourth film in the Star Wars franchise. All right. Okay. 
So you were saying the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm going to take out the racism. Oh, good. Yeah, love it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, you know, I don't see a ton of sexism in it, other than just the, like the women characters don't do much. Uh huh. So I'm not. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out a main character. Okay. And I have a feeling the main character I'm going to go with is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not just because I love Ewan McGregor. But it makes sense for the trilogy. <laughs> it's the only thing that would make sense. Yep. Because the problem with that trilogy is putting Anakin as the main character. We know where he's going. We understand that arc. Here's the other thing. I'm yeah. going to take out that pod race. I mean, not that I like the pod race, but, like, I feel like somebody has to think that that's blasphemy on this podcast. No. Like, isn't that the scene everybody likes? No! We oh. like Duel of the Fates! Oh. That will play out exactly uh. how it was shot. <laughs> Good job, George! <laughs> okay, great. Uh-huh. Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Alright, pod race. Sebulba. Gone. Yeah. He was a character they pushed down our throats. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. No need this pod race. Ooh, what about Greg Proops as the announcer guy? I don't need it. Okay, great. Can he have another part in there? Because I like that Greg Proops is in there. We are going to figure out a different way to show that Anakin is a good Jedi. Okay. That is not a pod racing thing. Because I get that he has fast reflexes. However, I could also probably go to a video game competition and find another competitor with pretty fast reflexes. I got it. I got it. I got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's, in a, he's in a video game competition. He's, he's in a spaceship. Uh-huh. And there's a big orby thing that's going to destroy things. And he has to fly in and like go around the big orby Why things. Why is that the and only <laughs> way that we can show that someone's going to be a good Jedi? And then he's going to make the one shot that nobody else can make. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And like... I'm a... So like... <laughs> I was about to say, that's the issue with the the strew, the, the prequels. It's kind of a, it's not really an issue with the other ones, but like, they spend like 80 minutes of Phantom Menace showing me that he's a great pod racer, and then it comes to nothing in the other films, and so that's useless. I mean, like, they don't really go again with Luke doing that, but like, they don't make as much ado about yeah. it. But like, oh my gosh, a human can't have reflexes fast enough to handle this. Uh, Ben Quagineros, who has the four engines, because Quad. And so, like, is his name Quagineros because he has four engines, or was his name already Quagineros, so he got four engines? I don't need these questions in my life. <laughs> and so... I feel like, I feel like <laughs> Phantom Menace would be hard to do this with. Not that we shouldn't do it, but, like, there is so much of that. Because, like, Naboo, the Gungans, like, all of that needs the to be reworked, too. Gungans. It's Gungans? <laughs> Shut the front door. They say they're the Gungans. Are they Gungans? Well, maybe to us, but to them they're Gungans. Gungans. I want to get it right. Rihanna or Rihanna. I want to get it right, but I also don't want to be like racist oh. as those characters, so I don't really know what's right. How oh, Ocean's 8. I could have put that here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Could have. You could have. <laughs> Not wrong. Um. Thank you. All right. I'm brilliant. Aren't I'm I? I'm remaking Goblet of Fire. This is what I'm doing. Okay. Goblet of Fire is not making wait, my wait, list. Push. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Okay, we keep Robert Pattinson, so yeah. I have a pop no. Figure. You're keeping Ropat. That's fine. Because <laughs> I already have the pop figure. <laughs> it's not casting that I would change. Okay. Like I would, I if I could do it over. Uh -huh. It's not casting that I would change. Uh -huh. I give everybody haircuts. Moment one. Um, that's, that's the first thing we're all doing. Everybody's getting a haircut for this movie. It's fine. Because here's, um, the, that was, that was the style of that time. Because yes. Trevor had the same haircut. Yeah. However, I'm sure the place in the past. time. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, uh, how do I say this politely? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? It's so bad. <laughs> the characters are off. The arcs don't make sense. The movie is boring. They focus so much on the Triwizard Tournament that they don't do anything else. My change that I make, here's what I do. I'll, I get a new director. Mike Newell's visual style is boring. You know what I do? I keep Alfonso. Let's let Alfonso do this also. He doesn't go forward. He's going to stay there at five. We got to get the Yates in. We got to get Yates in. That's fine. Because but I'm keeping Alfonso for uh -huh. this one because I think Alfonso understands the universe really well. I think he also needs, I think that Alfonso is also good at crafting characters who have complexities because the one of the issues with four 
is that through one through three, one of my biggest issues is that Dumbledore seems like a very, like, gentle, guiding hand. Yep. Like, somewhat like a puppet master, yep. but in a gentle and for the best of the children. However, in four, Dumbledore angers me to the point where I just think he's a manipulator. And then yeah. that kind of... that. In for the film. Yes, for the film. And that harms my viewing of him in 5, 6, and 7, because in 4, that is where they kind of reveal of, like, we'll we'll make Harry a sacrificial lamb. Yep. And that is an issue. And I get that he's also like, I'll also protect Harry, no worries. But he's also like, we shall wait and see. Yeah, and it's not not handled with any sort of delicacy to make those intricacies really work out well. Mm -hmm. The other big change that I'm going to do is... This is the first one that gets a part one and a part two. That even when this film was coming out, that my thing was you should split this in two. Um, should you split all the other books in two after that? I split five as well okay. because there's a lot. Like I like five as a movie, and I think five does a really good job of streamlining what's necessary. What's necessary. However, it does it. But saying that, we also leave so much to the wayside <laughs> that it's fine. Five gets split. Six doesn't need to be split, but six needs a readaptation of its script, and then seven is also split. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I so agree. yeah. Four is also because the books the books grow up with the readers, and one, two, and three. And then I'm looking at your stuff yeah. up there. One, two, and three. I feel like eh, give me a week or so. I could probably knock them out. I could probably yeah. knock out one and two in a weekend. Three yeah. probably a week. Four is where it got a little bit intimidating yeah. when you're learning how to read. Yeah, absolutely. They're four and five are the two. I think four is the third longest in the series. Five is the longest, and then set it goes seven, six, three, two, one. And I know that with a book, the thing about books and movies that I've always found is that I get that in a book things can take a few pages. Like, it could, like, a chapter or two yeah. to do a short amount of time. Yeah. Okay? And then when you do that in a movie, that's only, like, 10 to 15 minutes, depending on what the material is. Mm-hmm. But when you read, you have time usually in between a lot of things. Because yeah. you probably don't sit down and read the whole book in one sitting. Yeah. And so, like, you have time to sit with stuff, which is, like, the difference between a book and a movie. Where, like, one of my things, I like, a complaint that I had about what's it called? It was that that movie with the witches and Reese Witherspoon doing weird stuff. A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, A Wrinkle in Time. Is that that movie went really quick, mm-hmm. which that book is really short, yeah. and that stuff moves quickly, but you have more time to sit with it. Yeah. So, like, you do need that with four, because there's so much happening in there. Like, the fight between him and Ron, like, it's like a five-minute ordeal. It's a little bit longer than that, but it's like a five-minute ordeal. But in the book, it's forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not handled until after the second task, which is a long time in that book. Um, and, like, you actually get to feel Harry worrying about uh, the tasks, and, yeah. like, you get to go through his emotional journey, while in four... Daniel Radcliffe's performance is that he's just angry. Yeah. And that's not what the character is in the book. Whereas five, while Radcliffe gives a similar performance, it works more because that's who he is at that moment. It's also justified. Yeah. He's gone through the traumatic experience of watching Cedric Diggory die, someone who he wasn't friends with, but he realizes the danger of what his presence in the world can do. And yeah, in the, in the, in for the movie, he seems like a vessel Mm -hmm. for the story to move forward. An an angry, confused vessel rather than a character. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the breaking point in there is I'm pretty sure... I'm, I either do it before or after the Yule Ball. Um, and that's... So we either start the movie with, like, everybody's get Like, Harry and Ron are back together, and we're getting ready for the Yule Ball, and we go from there. That's how you end it. With the, them, with yeah. those two reconciling. I don't remember yes. if in the book, does Hermione get angry at Ron after the Yule yes. Ball? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that... So that's the, a good end point, too. Sorry, go on. 
And then, like, we can build... To, okay, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's where I end it, and then we pick up for the rest of the story, moving forward from there. And then you can actually give Mad-Eye time to be a character. You can talk about the Death Eaters more a little bit. Lucius can come out and be a part. It can you can be go a into big Rita. that they don't have dates for the ball. Yeah, like, it can be It can be all the things that you need it to be. So, four, to me, always the weakest of the Harry Potter franchise, so let's, let's redo that one. Hey friends, if you want to get in touch with us and tell us uh, which fourth needs uh, erased, remade, rebooted, what fourth film of a franchise needs some help, you can do so at friend of a friend podcast at squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes if it's a five-star review or any star review that helps us get new listeners. And also hit that subscribe button. Four. <laughs> that, that also helps us get new listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at friend of a friend podcast. And now on with the show. Okay, Josh. Yeah. Ask your question. What's my question? Got any rules, provisos? Oh, you got any pro- rules, any provisos, any uh, quid pro quos? No, but since as I, uh, you've unveiled like what that means, I've actually thought about what it means, and I've decided I've never given a list of quid pro a, a quid pro quo. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the lists never give anything back to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but the rules, provisos, quid pro quos. Yeah, it had to be a film that we like haven't talked about like at length. I don't yep. think we've talked about any of these before. It had to be the fourth in a t- film series. I kept it. I didn't try to get sneaky as yeah. hard as I could have. I just didn't tr- put well, any effort. How, how I could set, you have cheated? I set to four. 15 minutes onto <laughs> my phone and I decided my list would be done after 15 minutes. And guess what? It was done after 15 minutes. There you go. So that tells you the amount of effort I put into this. I know that you worked on this and you tried. I worked on it a little bit more. Um, I definitely thought about it over a little bit of time and kind of what I want to say, what I want to talk about. However, but also, I ahead. feel like this is a list that neither of us are too emotionally attached nope. to. And that the, this is a moment not for us to really get into any in-depth conversation, but it almost feels obligatory for us to connect this with our... Toy Story. So originally we were gonna do yesterday in this spot, but then I was kind of like, I just I'm coming back from my trip and I have family here. I can only see one new movie prior to us recording, and so and so I said some bull crap. And this is where we are. So here we go, everyone. Uh, the other thing that is true for me, I also ruled out all anything that we've talked about in a past episode, which literally ruled out an enti- my entire original list. So. Films that are ruled out for me include Mad Max Free Road, Muppet Christmas Carol, Fast and Furious, Rocky IV, Air Bud, Seventh Inning Fetch. All those gone. Uh, the other strange thing that we did is, you know how many films we've decided to do? Four. <laughs> <laughs> it's best fours. We're only doing fours. Not a top five. So, I-, I think that there's an outside shot that I might get some crossover here. I don't know if I will or not, but I've got a fifth film that I want to mention at some point. Not, I'll only do it an honorable mention, but if we have crossover at any point, <laughs> I'm going to take the crossover film out and I'm going to put this in. Otherwise, it's just going to be honorable mention. I'm not, it's four. It's four it is. Josh, so, you can't, okay, that's fair, but there's one on here that I'm pretty sure is on your list, but you need to talk about it because you like it. No, I will talk okay, about I promise. it. promise. Yes, I just, need to I'm, I'm just, it's fine. I'm just gonna, if it's also here, I'm gonna take it okay, off. Okay, number four. Go first. I put Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get to Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. This is this list is just like I don't know four fourths that we kind of like uh-huh. because this is a rough list, yeah. especially for me taking out Mad Max Fury Road, Muppet Christmas Carol, Fast and Furious, Rocky Four, Airbud Seven. I think I, I think I ranked this wrong, <laughs> uh, but I've already stuck said to it because this is this is not the worst made film <laughs> uh, yeah, on fair. this list. Yeah, uh-huh. However. Uh, uh, you know, if you were like, Kylie, let's sit down and watch Marking J Part 2, I might be like, mm, one or nothing. <laughs> I'd be like, two or nothing. Uh, to me, that franchise peaks at two. Uh, it's just like, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, I like the weird. I don't understand the rule. I don't. No, we're not here to talk about it. <laughs> we're here to talk about four. I don't know. Can you tell me? I don't. Is Jennifer Lawrence trying in this film? Is Liam Hemsworth trying in the film? No, he's all. Maybe he's always been a bad actor. Sam Clifton doing okay. He doesn't have anything to do though. Fair enough. 
I agree. Sam Clifton is the best part of the series. <laughs> However, he is in two and he's great. And in three, he stands there. And in four, he stands there. I again. also like Samantha, I think might be her name. It might be the actress's name. Samantha. Uh, she's got what? an axe and she's from the Timber People. Okay, I don't remember any of this stupid she movie. She plays a daughter of President Snow in Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Wait, Jenna Malone? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, Jenna Malone. Yes, okay, okay yes. Phew, I'm with you. There. Okay, yeah. Also, Julianne Moore's in this movie? Yeah. Also, the last performance of Sam, Sam Philip Seymour Hoffman? Is she President Coin? Is yeah, that her name? Yeah, she's President Coin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We ended a series that I liked in the beginning and then didn't like in the end but you know it's finally over i don't have to go see it with my dad anymore i mean mocking jay the films plural have the same issue that the book has like i don't think what Mocking is it jay, about boys 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 arrows arrows and boys i don't i don't think it's a bad thing that we want to save Peta, but like it's not doesn't it doesn't seem as important as everything else that's happening her character really devolves from being somebody who is interesting and unique and the forefront of this really fascinating series to somebody who is broken and tired and only cares about her boys and that's just the sad part. For like, me. once her face dies, no, oh, spoilers. <laughs> We're gonna spoil all these movies. Primrose? That's a dumb name. Primrose dies, and like. Oh, yeah, her sister dies. And you're kind of like, well, this should feel more like something because you were in this mess because of Primrose, because you decided to save her that one time. I feel like I feel like Primrose is more of a character in the books than she is in the movies. Well, you know. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like I don't. I do not remember. Mockingjay as a book. Well, she's or a, as a movie. bag of flour and everything. Well, actually, there's a moment in two where she hugs her sister and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Human connections! Well, that's my thoughts on Mockingjay Part 4. I also have part this four? memory... <laughs> I, I don't need four parts of Mockingjay. <laughs> I have a memory that, like, these people get... I don't know if this actually happens, but they get, like, zapped by the lasers of something and they turn into, like, orange cubes and it didn't make sense at all. I don't know if it happens or if I fell asleep and made a more interesting chase scene. Yeah. But that is what I remember. Also, I don't know, there's, like, this black oil that does crap... I don't... I don't... I don't know. Got nothing. Uh, the legacy of Mockingjay Part 2 in my brain is two things. One, the sad last performance of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. And two, the movie that ended Part 2s. Okay. Yep. Good. That's that's it. Good. Nah. We did it. Because pretty much after the failure, so to speak, of Part 2 here, they decided that mm, this is not a great way to do things anymore. Okay. Uh, my have, we done a, have we done a book series like this since? Fifty Shades? I know it's not, like, the same, but it feels the same. It's aimed at... No, okay, so no. <laughs> Anyways, Josh, go ahead. Divergent. The Divergent series was after. Uh, it was during. It was right in the middle. We yeah. didn't finish it because it wasn't good. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't have a lot to say about my four either. Uh, my number four is The First Perch. All right, great. Great. It's uh, a <laughs> film. It takes place on an island. Uh, the Purge is like is is uh, I'll go to bat for the Your Purge as a franchise. Film series? Not my favorite film series. Your favorite horror movie film series? That's probably true. I don't think so. I think you like the Conjuring films. Oh, I actually like those movies. Yeah, yeah those are good. Yeah, but the like. I know you don't like this term, but it's a way I'll connect it to people. It's a guilty pleasure. But yeah. You don't like calling things guilty pleasures. Uh, so the thing that I like about The Purge... It's a ridiculous pleasure. Is that... There you go. We killed Ethan <laughs> Hawke and then it finally started getting good. I agree. <laughs> the idea of The Purge is a really fascinating one. And it's one that as a society, I'm like, we're not that far away from this stupid idea. And it's really terrifying. The execution of it is awful. Like, I don't know if there's a great movie of the bunch. Uh, the first purge for me is, like, my second favorite of the, of the series. Because the idea of watching Which this... One? The first purge? Okay. Is my second favorite. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I was confusing numbers. So, like, I thought the third one was your favorite. Yeah, okay. Anarchy... Okay. Or, so, Electioneer is one, first purge is two, Anarchy is 
three, and then one is the last. My favorite is Anarchy, because I just like watching Frank Grillo just does not... Well, he, like, kills a lot of people, yeah. but then he decides not to kill the person he wanted to kill the whole time. Yeah, there you go. Which I'm kind of, like, at a point, like, you've killed so many. What would what, one, what, more? one more? <laughs> <laughs> These are my thoughts! There you go. Uh, the first part just is, is, is an interesting look at how the, the idea would start... And the, how the class systems would clearly have issues with it and how people could be tricked to being on board with it. I think it plays really well as commentary for our times uh, as compared to the first Purge, which was playing for commentaries for those times. I, I like the series has evolved as American politics have evolved. It is at least a series in modern stream media that is trying to say something. Whether they're doing it successfully or not is a different story, but they're trying and I give them an A for effort. Number four. So you want to get the Blumhouse Pop Funko? Yeah. Oh, I'd do that. Yeah. Give me, give me those Purge Funkos. Maybe you'd start the directors. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they got an house. You, at one point, said that the director of this franchise, the creator of this franchise, somebody uh. was my boy. <laughs> and I was like, who? I don't know who this is. He can't be my boy if I don't know who he is. He's your boy. <laughs> and then I was, and then you're like, he did the Purge movies. And I was like, I guess he's my like, he's my boy in the sense of I'd be like, you, hi, oh, I'm busy, I'm on the phone, bye! If James Wan was there, would you like- Oh, no, James, we'd, we'd go talk, we'd hang out. I would yeah. talk to this guy, I'd be like, hey, tell me about Ethan, what's he really like? Because I need to be confirmed that Ethan Hawke is a nice person. I think he is. I just need to know. All right. Linklater, Linklater likes to do things that are painful, so maybe working with him was painful. Maybe. And that's why he kept doing it. Who knows? That's These are my thoughts. Great. On the first purge. Did you see the first purge? No. Okay. I have respect. <laughs> okay. That means then that you got the first purge from the library for me. <laughs> a good friend. You are a good friend. <laughs> Alright, my number four is Insidious The Last Key. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it with this list. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know right now, I've got something equally as ridiculous. No worries, this is fine. Uh, go, Insidious The Last Key. Is this the one with the Saracen? This is the one with the guy from Friday Night Lights, right? What? Oh, what's what his name? Saracen's his character name. Uh, what is his name? <laughs> Talk about that. Well, Insidious The Last Key is just, it's, I mean, okay, so, um, this film takes place ahead of all the other Insidiouses. It's a prequel. Which gives us the, is, um, is that not allowed? No, I'm not. I was just okay. clarifying for everybody. <laughs> and so, Thanks. You just defined prequel. Okay, I get it. Um, so like we're hanging out for everyone. We're having a great old time. But like it allows us to play with things that don't have to exist in the first three insidiouses. So we get a little bit of wiggle room. I think that Lin Shay is great, and I like that we're just like, hey Lin Shay, in your 70s, let's go ahead and give you the forefront of a horror movie franchise. Like, yeah, you can great. be the lead of this. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. Uh, Lee Wanell continues to write these, so you know, there's there's some genuinity to it. He writes himself an action scene because no one else will, so that's that's great. Um... Uh, Zach Guilford, who plays Matt Saracen in Friday Night Lights, is not in this movie. No, he's in Anarchy, Purge! He is in Purge Anarchy. True story. Um, he's also, I feel like maybe he's in one of the later Paranormal Activity movies. I don't think so. What's his name? What, what's his Zach name? Zach Guilford. Zach. Let's just go to the old filmography. Nope, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What's the most recent Paranormal Activity one? The fifth. The ghost dimension. Is he not? Okay. No, he's not, Josh. I'm looking at his filmography. He's not there. He's not. It's a true story. He's just in The Purge. Well, my thoughts are... That, those are my thoughts on The Last Key. I didn't see The Last There's Key. There's a sequel. Is it The Last Key? Is Are, there more keys? The second to last key. <laughs> John and I were talking earlier today about... He was like, you know, X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Yeah, there's nine movies after that, John. It's not the last of anything. 
He was like, fair enough. It was his joke. It was fair enough. Joshua. Yeah. What's your number th- three? Three? Oh, shoot. I to close my list. Josh. Oh, um, my number three is The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. <laughs> um. I didn't count that. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you from doing that, but I just didn't. <laughs> it's the fourth in the Middle Earth franchise. Okay, like sure. I, I'm sorry. Is it, should, is it a prequel so it's not, it doesn't count? No, I just had the last key. <laughs> why Why is the, the Hobbit, is, are you saying that the Hobbit franchise is just like different franchise? Yeah, but I don't, Josh, I don't care too much that you have it. I'm not, got- I'm not here to take you to task. I got no real problems with uh, I with anybody having issues with this movie because I don't love this movie. It is the best of the Hobbit films. It is nowhere near as good as any of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, why does it make this list? Uh, they sing. I really like the singing. Like this is good, good, good it's about times. Seventeen minutes into the singing, I'm just like, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> oh, the CGI is terrible, though. Uh, there is. There's Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman gives a good performance a as delight. as Bilbo. Uh, um, I like the scene with him and uh, Gollum. Uh, the scene with the two wizards, Radagast and Gandalf, solid. I think Sir Ian McKellen is uh, doing a fine job. Not as good as his Lord of the Ring times, but you know. Fine. Agreed. Uh, I see. This is the least tired that. Yes. What's his face is going to be the director? Uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, this is Mm -hmm. the least tired of his work. I think that the film itself struggles after the first 15 minutes and then (laughs) finds its footing again after it leaves Rivendale. And I that goes on to the the, the the first part of their just like adventuring, I think is a really good section of the movie. It ends strong. Um, it's got ups and downs and it's overall just fine at best. But if you want like if I ever had the desire to just put in and I wanted to watch Martin Freeman's performance as Bilbo, because I think that is something that's enjoyable, this is the one that I would put in. Yep, that's why. Alright, my next one is Halloween for the Curse of Michael Myers. Great, love it. Do you have other than horror movies on there? Yeah, I had Marking J Part 2. Lots of people die in that. So? Fair. <laughs> I've seen this movie once. Okay, uh-huh. I remember really enjoying it. Um, it, at the time, was something different for me, uh, watching a film, because it was a child now at the helm of it. Uh, and, you know, it's... Yeah. There's <laughs> a child running around and Michael Myers is chasing after her. And she's got a sister and you, like, you actually care about the relationship between these two characters and that's the reason why the film ever works is because these two... And I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe that relationship isn't as strong. Maybe a lot of people hate this film. I don't know. I don't listen to the haters. Um, from what I understand from when we did our Halloween episode and mm-hmm. I listened to the Halloween podcast and there was one of the legacy of it, which included the sequels, mm-hmm. this one is one of the more liked. <gasps> we yeah. did it, everyone! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just... It's the fifth one. The fifth one I remember being really bad, but the fourth one overall I think is probably my second favorite Halloween film. Nice. Maybe the third. Can I count Halloween 2018? Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. It's yeah. my third favorite. Um. <laughs> great. But like, I mean, a lot of time when like children are involved with horror movies, it's usually because like some like spooky like ghost is going after them because they want their body so they can be a demon and take over the world. And this time it's not what's happening. So that's da- that's doing something different. Although Pennywise just wants to eat them. Nom nom nom. Nom nom nom. This is your two. <laughs> I just want to be clear. We're at two. Yep. Okay, great. You, can you not hear the passion in my voice? I just like so like I was confused. I was like, wait, I'm at two, but Kylie went first. Did we skip somehow? Like, no, no, okay. No, it's got right. a Mockingjay. 
Insidious? This is the greatest list we've ever done. This is, this is it right here. <laughs> greatest list we've ever done. Just book it right now. Hey, my number two is Jurassic World. Why not? This is the dinosaurs. They're back. Um, so in being the, I don't know, second best of the Jurassic Park franchise, maybe, I don't know, it's this or Lost World. Take your pick. They're both kind of nonsense. It's fine. I liked this more when I first watched it. Um, I actually got really kind of entranced by like, <gasps> dinosaurs are back, and it's not a terrible movie because I didn't like The Lost World, they and three is trash. They fantastic beasts to you. They did. They really did. And so I was like, ooh. In retrospect, Jurassic World's fine. I don't love a lot of the characters. I don't like the kids are fine. Bryce Dallas Howard's strange. I like the um, Chick Johnson character. Chris Pratt's weird. I'm just, I'm, the more I get to know Chris Pratt, the more that I'm like, I don't know if I like any of your characters, because they're just weird forms of your masculinity, which I don't love. I have a disdain for this film in general. Yeah, and that's fair. I enjoy it because it's, it, like, there's dinosaurs, and they're, it's not a terrible movie. This has not been talked about since one of the earlier episodes, where yeah. we had, like, movies that we hate that others love. Yeah. And I brought this one up, and you were like, Whoa! Harsh bro. Harsh bro, indeed. <laughs> I don't think there's a... To me, there's not a reason to hate this movie, but also, I get it. Like, if you don't like this movie, it's fine. Um, my love for this movie has definitely died uh, as time has gone on. I think that I, if I turn it on, it's nostalgic fun, even though it's nostalgic for, like, four years ago. But it's a movie that's made in nostalgia. So what I'm saying is that it's playing in nostalgia for the original series. And so that's where it comes in. I'm sure that I'm... Yeah, it's fine. It's Jurassic World. It's alright. It's whatever. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. Dinosaurs. The T-Rex comes back and is like a hero again. So yay, T-Rex. The also... The Cockroach Man is the villain, right? Yes. Cockroach Man from Men in Black. Uh, Men in Black. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> Pretendosaurus Rex is dumb. Uh, I don't know. It's too it, powerful. It is. It should win. Somehow I think Fallen Kingdom, which is a movie that I dislike quite a bit, is a I respect more because it took some bold choices. Like the like, like the child? <laughs> like, like the, the clone <laughs> human? Bye humans! Uh, the fact that it was just like, we're gonna be a horror movie about dinosaurs in a house for an hour. And I was like, all right, I get, that's unique, it's different, like, it's trying something. This is a fine version of what the formula of a Jurassic Park movie is, and fine from the Jurassic Park franchise is something to be hold. And what a sad sentence <laughs> that is. It's Endgame the fourth Avengers film? If you want to look at that in terms of like... Mine is a memorial list! I forgot to mention! Okay, hey everyone, this is a three-part memorial list. These are all films that have not yet come out and I haven't seen, but are supposed to be made. So... Okay. Okay. So it's a memorial list for Hotel Transylvania 4. Okay. It's a memorial list for John Wick Chapter 4. Uh-huh. It's a memorial list... For this film has been made and has been viewed and broke box office records in Denmark. Doo -doo -doo -doo. This is for The Purity of Vengeance, an apartment Q film. Oh. Yeah. All right. Interestingly that there are two franchises that you're like, yeah, force. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Uh, I guess Thor is the fourth one of the MCU. No. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to count. We've already done those. Those yeah. don't count either. Yeah, no. I was looking for a sneaky way through this. All right, my other honorable mention. I had X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a bad film. <laughs> yes. But, but, yeah. I liked the scene where Ryan Reynolds talks. Uh, Hugh Jackman's doing is there. All right. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Yep. Uh, my honorable mentions are uh, 1963's Godzilla vs. Mothra. Dude, Mothra's here! Yeah! Uh, Vegas Vacation, the fourth of the Vacation franchise, which is not on my list because I know that it's a terrible movie. I haven't seen it as an adult, but as a kid, whenever that movie was on TV, I would watch that stupid movie. Like, I was like, Ethan Embry, you my jam. So Vegas Vacation, sure, why not? Uh... 
I don't have terrible memories of Saw 4. Can't tell you what happens in it, but like Saw 4, yeah, it was a movie that I saw. Maybe it's fine. It's, I think it's the Donnie Wahlberg one. No, that's two. Oh. He comes back, though. Does he? Because he dies in the second one. Yeah, but nobody's really dead in the Saw series. That's... Except for Jigsaw. That's kind of true. Yeah. Maybe it's the one where we find out that What's-Her-Name was in it all along? That's three. I don't remember what happens in four, but Saw 4. I remember one, two, three, six, seven... <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying four is not memorable. Four and five are just lost to me right Listen, now. Listen, all you gotta do is be a fourth film, and you maybe made my one. <laughs> who knows? Uh, and then, um, okay, my last two honorable mentions are uh, Evil Dead 2013. I guess that's technically a four. Um, okay. And then... Uh, Only because Bruce Campbell says groovy in the credits. Hey, there you go. You kind of like don't hate that film. I kind of don't hate that film, but I didn't have anything to say other than like, I kind of don't hate this film. You should have brought it up. I hate it. Oh, okay. Go for it's it. It's gross. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's like, see, like, it's it's too violent for me. And I don't know what it was about when I saw it that I was like, okay, I guess this makes sense. Like, I would be interested if you watched it again. Yeah. That might be something to do. Okay. Uh, and my last honorable mention. It might not also be interesting for us to do. That's a, that's a Josh project. My, yes, fair enough. Uh, my last honorable mention is maybe my number one. Depends on what your number one is. We'll find out in a second. I might just mention this name, name okay, after you say well, number I one. I put Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol as my number one. Great. Awesome. Perfect. That's also my number one so I can talk about my other movie instead also. Okay, well, there's a pretty cool thing that happens where he's hanging off the... I don't love Ghost Protocol uh, in the series. It's better than <laughs> 3... It's better made than two, but like when you're watching two, you feel like you're like on a ride. You're like, if that roller coaster might kill you, it might fall apart. It's probably, but it's a good time. It's the most realistic film in the franchise. Four, yeah, okay. Which may be why I don't <laughs> don't appreciate it as much because Brad Bird was like, "What if it was like realistic?" <laughs> um, I think that I I. I I don't remember a lot of the plot of the fourth one, which I think is also a, an issue. And it might have been because I was watching it with Anna and we were talking the whole time, and uh, so I was just lost the whole time. So I can't say that Ghost Protocol is a bad movie or that I hate it, but I do remember there were specific moments of it that I really enjoyed. Um, I think that it's the one where, like, they get the budget to do, like, all the crazy stuff, and yes, we've all he's hanging off the side of the building, and we're all like, Whoa! <laughs> Tom Cruise is trying to kill himself! Whoa! I like everyone! That's so great! <laughs> and I think that the action of it actually holds up. I think that this is a well-constructed movie. I think that this isn't just like, oh, number four, blah, blah, blah. Because it is the thing that re-gets it back on track, and that's why we have five and six, which I actually really adore six. Uh, I think that six is the only one that I truly adore. So interesting because four is the only one that I truly adore. Yeah. Um, and four kind of restarts the franchise. Like, it's it's that fourth one where they're going to restart a new trilogy is mm -hmm. kind of what we're doing here. Um, four might... Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol might be the only movie on this list that I just like. And I like in spite of myself because I don't like Tom Cruise. Um, and so... What I do enjoy about the movie is, I think Brad Bird is a really singular, unique kind of director, and I like his stamp on the movie. The stunts are great, but what he does that I appreciate is that he makes the movie about the characters and the people and about something. That's not just about, like, Ethan <laughs> trying to kill himself. Uh... I do like in a way that the movie is meant to be a past the torch movie, so that does mean that Simon Pegg and Jeremy Renner get more to do in this movie, because eventually we were supposed to pass the torch to Jeremy Renner, but then that didn't happen. Well, that's kind of, um, I'm going to say something. Yeah. There is, I don't think there's that big of an age difference between Tom Hay Tom Cruise and Jeremy Renner, so I was confused by the well, oh, passing of the torch. No, and I agree with you on that sentence in terms of their age. However, but in terms Re of Renner their, was now our guy. Yes, in terms of their stardom, uh -huh. Renner was newer. Therefore, we were passing a torch mm -hmm. in terms of that. Um, it's fun. I enjoy it. It. I don't think it makes a lot of sense in terms of the continuity of the series. I think that there's a love interest introduced that maybe goes away and comes back. I don't really know where Bridget Monaghan comes in on this. Michelle Monaghan? Michelle Monaghan, sorry. She comes in on the third one. They're married at the beginning. Okay, great. 
Um, you got me. You got. You're there. Josh, no worries. I. This is a free. Other than the fourth one and the fifth one, this is what I got locked down. There you <laughs> Why go. Why can't I remember fours and fives ever? Yeah, like gosh, we just need to know what happens in Saw Four, and none of us know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's not bad. It's good. I like it. I to me, I think what might be interesting about this is um. I went into this movie wanting to hate it because I don't like Tom Cruise because he's a weird, evil Scientologist. Um, and this franchise has never impressed me. I don't really care for one, two, or three. I think that there are some good accomplishments in terms of filmmaking in those movies. Uh, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's having a great time in three. But I don't care for any of them. So I was more so surprised that I didn't hate this movie and therefore I think that helps me have a good time with it and I credit a lot of that to Brad Bird so yeah there you go um my number one now is uh I mean my number one is Ghost Protocol but just so I can talk about a fourth movie um is the Pink Panther Strikes Again so it's the fourth in the Pink Panther franchise uh and the reason why it was almost gonna be left off my list is because is even real yes it's real is it like it's like stitched together with everything else. Like, <laughs> we took scraps from all the other films and put them into one thing. Uh, no, it's not quite an Airbud movie. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Pink Panther Four follows the continuing adventures of Inspector Clouseau. Uh, the Pink Panther strikes again, and this time his arch nemesis Dreyfus uh, has is uh, disgraced, and he's no longer in the police force, and he's trying to take over the world. And he enlists a bunch of assassins from all over the world to take out Inspector Clouseau. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry I'm interrupting. Yeah, no worries, yeah. Uh, it has nothing to do with what you're talking about. Yeah, totally good. But if I was wanted to put a James Bond film in here, uh-huh. would I have to put Hardball or could I put Inspector? Would I be allowed to put Inspector? Wait, what are you talking about? If I wanted to add a James Bond film here. You have to put the fourth in the James Bond film. Okay, but could I put Spectre? Because it's the fourth Daniel Craig one. Which no, is you a have a series to. of its own. You said Hardball as your other option. Yeah, isn't that the fourth one? That's a Keanu Reeves movie? Okay, well, let me figure out what the fourth James Bond is. <laughs> That's where I got confused, because you were talking about James Bond, and you said. It's like. Goldfinger, maybe? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was really far off. It's Thunderball. Oh, Thunderball, there it is. You are correct. My answer was wrong. (laughs) However, I feel justified with where I am coming from. Would I be allowed to put Spectre? No, you'd have to put Thunderball. Why can't I put Spectre? Because the... It's the fourth of the Daniel The Craig. Bond franchise is cu- is in continuity. Like, apparently that's all the same what thing. What if I tell you I don't care? Mm. How hard would you fight me? Not hard at all. All right. I just want to know. <laughs> Number four, Spectre. Okay, so you're talking about Clouseau, and he's up against the guy. Sorry, you said Arch Nemesis, and you said a silly yeah. name. Yeah. So then I was thinking Dreyfus? about James Bond stuff. Yeah. I mean, Inspector Clouseau... Dreyfus? Dreyfus. Like... Like Richard. Like, oh, okay, yes, that's the person with that name. <laughs> so Dreyfus sends all these uh, different assassins from around the world to, like, take out Inspector Clouseau. Oh my gosh, this sounds dumb. It's dumb. It is dumb. Uh, and it's really, like, okay, the Pink Panther franchise is a next-gen version of the Three Stooges. It's slapstick, it's fall down, it's fall into things, it's kind of witty clever banter but more so like dad joke puns the reason why it was almost not gonna be on my list is because it didn't get a chance to rewatch it and i don't know how the jokes hold up and i don't know how the plot holds up but what i do have fond memories of is when i was in high school at act one of the few shows that i did at my theater was the pink panther strikes again there was a script version of it and it was really fun and it was a good time uh, and so I went back and rewatched some clips. There's some good bits, some good jokes. It's fun. It's it's probably my second favorite of the Pink Panther franchise. Which Jason Bourne would I pick? Legacy. Okay. The runner one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's why that's why I didn't make this list. Is this let me let, I mean, did you see Jason Bourne? Five? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you like chronologically, you have to pick the runner one. I don't know. Is it a spinoff? Do I like when I'm counting down things? Do I count Solo a Star Wars story and Rogue Fun a Star Wars story? Do I count those? Is it a spinoff yes. or is it part? Do I count them? If you're counting the Star Wars franchise, yes, you would count those near the back end. What if I wanted to just count a series? What do you mean just a series? Like the Jason Bourne series. You can't draw... Yeah, you have to count the whole Jason Bourne series. You gotta count Legacy. Why? He's not it's in it. It's in continuity. Is it? Yes. Why are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling at you. I don't know I'm just so saying that they're in continuity. Even if there's a reboot... It's in the same franchise. Oh my god. It, chapter two would be the fourth. Oh, okay. It's mine. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're on board with me on that one. Yep, fine. Totally good. <laughs> We're done with this dumb list. Wait, are you done talking yeah, about Yeah, it's, it's a movie. I kept interrupting. No, it's fine. It's a dumb movie that I think maybe works kind of still as a comedy, but probably not. Is so. It? Oh, well, you know, that's all you can try. <clears throat> yep, there you go. Ghost Protocol, number one. All right, Josh, you've won this one. Thanks, everyone. You've been doing great. Name movies that take place in medieval times. This is just like medieval times movies. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, great. Here you go. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. King Arthur. Lord of the Rings. Sure, why not? Um, the kid who would be king. Nope, that, no, that's current day. Um, a nice tale. Yeah. There you go. Great. Perfect. There you go. We did it. Look at this. I don't think Middle Earth is. A kid in King Arthur's Court. That was the one I was trying to think of. Black Knight. Uh-huh. Is that one? Yeah. That's, okay. that's, yeah. Okay. Um... Ooh, could I, could I have done uh, Ever After a Cinderella Story? Could I have just done Cinderella? Is that medieval? Maybe. I don't know what medieval means. Oh, old time. Dragons. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> your, your dragons is not a good... Harry Potter! Yeah. Harry Potter 4, dragons! Sorry, dragons, castles, magic. Harry Potter! Yeah, you know, medieval times. <laughs> Kings, queens. I don't like fantasy. I don't think it has to be. Well, but like, Josh, did you see okay. the new the trailer for that film? But like, that looks bad. You could count. You You're could not count, answering like, my question. What's that stupid Mary Queen of Scots movie that we saw? That's Medieval Times. Mary right? Queen of Scots. Oh, there you go. I yeah. don't know, Josh. I don't know. You didn't answer my question. Did you what? see that stupid movie? The magic one? Is the favorite Medieval Times? Josh, you're not either me. She lives in a castle? On my question, okay? Okay, what stupid trailer? There's like, it might be Pixar, and it's magical times. Oh, yes. Whoa, it's magic. Yeah, Onward? Looks bad. Okay. I've heard about it for like three, four years. Is it Pixar? It's Pixar. Or is it like Pixar, like, planes, trains, and... No, No, it's Pixar. It's actual Pixar. It's not planes, fire, and rescue? No, it's actual Pixar. Best sequel of all time? Best sequel of all time. Oh, man, if only it was the fourth. All right, everyone. Well, you can find us... It It looks like a DreamWorks movie, and I'm really sad about it. Okay, everyone. You can find us a lot of places. We're not going to watch Onward... I Even am. though I like Tom Holland, I'm done with Chris Pratt. Well, we're going to cover so Onward. Every, it's a no, Pixar movie. No, we're not. So? We've covered all the Pixar movies since they've come out. We can break habit! But we, but also, I like covering Pixar movies. Ooh, Josh? Remember when you were like trying to be like, my bro, and you are like, yeah, let's do the Leica films. And I'm like, cool. Oh, I need to cover all yeah, those. Yeah, well, I tried to do something nice for you, and I'm never going to try again. <laughs> Pixar. Nope. <laughs> let's write the Pixars. Here we go. I need to watch them. Yeah. I feel like I have a chance of liking Ratatouille. I think you do too. It seems silly. Yeah. But that's because I'm on this side of the, I'm on this side of it, not yeah. on the other side. What's the other side? I'm having seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it is silly. There are two. There are about two sides where you've seen it or you have not seen it. I didn't it. realize it was both sides. All right, friends. What other sides would there be? I don't know. I didn't move too many because I'm on this side of the room. I don't know. That's the only one that has. What do you you still need to see? Oh, Oh, also, if we didn't cover Toy Story 4, it would have made my list. What's after Incredibles? I can't see. Cars. Ratatouille. Curse 2. Brave. Monsters U. The Good Dinosaur. What's after Coco? Um, Incredibles 2. Okay, yeah. 
So just Ratatouille, Ratatouille, it's me, the one who's brave, the monster's you, and the good dinosaur. You got some rough ones. Not <laughs> Ratatouille and monsters you. Yeah. Sorry for Paris too. Have you seen it? Yeah. Watched it. Well, maybe I have more self-respect. Part of Pixar Fest. So? We were watching them all. So? It's bad. Josh, you are allowed to break the rule. You can change the rules of the structures that you create. Yes, but I am a completist. Well, you've seen it once, and now you don't need to watch it again Agreed. before Pixar Fest. Yeah, I will not watch Cars 2 again. Okay. Correct. That might be the only Pixar movie that I wouldn't watch again. Can we watch Bugs Life? Let's just do an episode on that. Yeah, sure. What? We could do something fun. What? 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 Yeah, let's do it. We could find... So, so like, I already said it was the Sanford Samurai's ripoff. And there's Significant Seven. Not Significant. No, we... No, not... No, the the first one. Magnificent Seven? Yeah. We could pair those three together in a weird trifecta. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Because we're doing a trifecta episode uh, for some Frozen stuff later. Oh, crap. I have to watch Frozen 2. And Sleeping Beauty and Little Mermaid. Yeah, I don't know why you agreed to that, but I'm not going to let you forget that you agreed to do that in November. friendship. Thank you. I appreciate you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, friends. If you want to get in touch with us and join this conversation. Josh. <laughs> if you want to kill Josh before November, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you. I, I have a key. I'll give it to you. Listen, out of all the trailers before Toy Story Four, Frozen Two was was probably the best. Yeah. Okay, everyone. You can find us in lots of different places, like friend of friend podcast you can find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes where you can leave us a five-star review and only a five-star review. If you leave us anything other than a five-star review, I will hunt you down. Um, you can th- talk to us in lots of different places, such as DWT underscore podcast, which is our Twitter account. We're on YouTube at Ducks Watch Together. We're on Tumblr at Ducks Watch Together. Josh and I are on Letterboxd where you can read our reviews. I'm Darby ACT and she's Kylie Gallagher. True story. Um, well, this was fun. Maybe next time I'll put effort into <laughs> into this list. How about sound? I've been Josh. <laughs> What's our next list? Quack, 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 quack. quack, quack. quack, quack.